August 11th, 2015. I'm your podcast host, client manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company based in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is Oliver Knack. He is from Brisbane, Australia. He's been working for InTouch since August 2013. And he is our manager of client services, so I'd like to welcome Oliver. Thank you, John, and g'day, everyone. Okay, so today we're talking a little bit about how to combat poor product quality between orders. This is based off an article that Oliver wrote in February of this year. To start off, you talked about pre-production samples and mass production and the quality discrepancy between those two. So what do you mean by pre-production samples and mass production? Yeah, so uh, what we mean by the difference between pre-production samples and mass production, quite often the, the samples are made by a totally dedicated department that makes samples or product engineers at the factory that are totally separate from the mass production. And obviously when they're making the sample, they're wanting to make it perfect as to the client's requirements because they're, they're looking to win the job. So quite often the, the, the sample is, is not indicative of what they can actually produce in mass production. Okay, so basically the people that are making the approved samples are not necessarily and often the same people that are mass producing the product. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. The second concept that you talked about that you introduced in the article is quality fade. Can you tell us a little bit about what is quality fade? Yeah, right. So quality fade is something that we hear about all the time. Like people will say to us that the sample that they got was excellent. And then the first order was okay, but not as good as the sample. And then almost consistently after that, each shipment was worse and worse. Okay. So sort of quality sort of depreciates with time between orders. Is that right? Yeah. The same item, but over time, the the quality will deteriorate. Okay. So one of the questions that you raised in the article, and I think you touched on just a little bit now here, is why don't samples match those goods mass produced? What is What are some of the reasons why that is a possibility for a buyer? Okay. So the first one we touched about earlier on in the podcast was that the sample could be made by a totally different department to the people doing the mass production. That's one concern if you're working with a factory. There can be other things that come into it as well. If you're working through a trading company or a vendor, it's possible that they've had this sample produced by one company and then once they've got the order, they go and check with other factories to see if they can make it cheaper. That obviously raises a lot of concerns because having another factory make this item that they didn't make originally can make all sorts of problems for for the production. Another problem is how they, they tool up, where they get their tooling from, the tooling is, is, is critical, especially for, for molded products. So if that's not consistent, well, however they made the sample, then this can lead to problems in mass production. Okay, so you mentioned that sometimes the R&D department are obviously different from those that mass produce the product. And those people in R&D are often the ones making the sample that the buyer approves. And you also mentioned that that sample, if given to a trading company, they might take that and sort of shop around for different factories that can manufacture the product. 
So there's no guarantee that the ones making the product in mass production are the same people that manufactured the sample. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Another point can be if there are design changes that happen after the initial samples are made, requested by the client, it's possible that those don't filter down through to the production line. We've seen cases with products where there are artwork changes, let's say a screen printed panel. I remember once the the factory had an approved sample, but then the client had changed one of the artwork files and that in mass production, the, the factory had actually used the original artwork file of the first approved sample. Now that didn't then filter down through production. So the whole order was, was incorrect. Right, so it's it's important that the buyer updates the supplier on any changes to designs. And you mentioned also that before they go to mass production, they should ask for feedback on designs because it's possible that maybe sacrifices need to be made to modify the product so that it can be made on a larger scale. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Moving on here, you raised another question, which is why is the quality of mass production fading with time? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. There are a number of different reasons why that can happen. The first is over time, it's been known that manufacturers sometimes try to replace or use less of certain materials in the product to increase their margin. So you buy a product for $1.50 and they agree on the price then making you know 2,000 pieces, if they can use a little less material and save a few cents on each one, that can be a lot of saving for them. So using less materials, an example I know of this is, let's say, a plastic bucket. There was a client we knew of that six months later, they measured the thickness of the plastic of the bucket, and it was about 60% of what the original plastic bucket was. So, you know, they're saving 40% of materials. It can be a lot for a factory and that's not controlled and then that can be an issue. Okay, so one of the issues you talked about there is that the factory could use substandard materials or use less material in an effort to cut costs. Another issue that I, th- I think you mentioned in the article or one that I wanted to bring up too is that a lot of times suppliers will see that the buyer is accepting product and maybe some defects are occurring that the buyer isn't expressing that are unacceptable. So they're maybe they're, they're seeing some defects come through production or when the product ships, they're receiving them. They're not really complaining about, about, about a particular issue. So the factory sort of lets those go and sort of just gradually you see more and more because they're sort of testing the waters. And that's another example of quality fade that I've seen. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So if a supplier is not explicitly told that something is not acceptable and orders are getting accepted they will keep making the the product the same way or you know if they're not getting any feedback at all they can try and push the boundaries of of what is acceptable right couldn't agree more so can you give me some examples of you know some real cases where you've seen a factory substitute some inferior components to save money or, or what have you? Yeah, I think a, a big one that this happens for is electronics. Electronics have lots of components inside resistors and, and things like this that an approved sample may have, you know, very good quality brand name chips or, you know, these kind of electronic components. And quite often those are encased in plastic molds and those you may check from time to time, but they're not visible generally. So it's quite possible for them to switch those components for cheaper generic non-branded ones 
Okay, so sometimes you see that with, you know, as you mentioned, like resistors, other electrical components, circuit boards, where maybe a higher end or more quality grade component is substituted for something that's inferior, substandard, or maybe locally sourced. And the buyer may receive the product and not really know, unless maybe they opened it up and had a look at the internal parts. But that's an issue that could be introduced between orders, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so your last point here is sort of a compelling question, and that is, how can you ensure mass production will meet expectations over the long term? Yeah, sure. So the first part about this um, comes down to ensuring that the product matches the sample. So the first step is to check the first article of production. So the first item off the line should be checked and compared to the approved sample and then given the go-ahead to ramp up mass production. Then moving on from that is... The best way that we find is is regular inspection with an approved sample and a quality control checklist outlining all of the possible defects and how they should be considered. Continually monitoring the products prior to shipment by far and away the, the most effective method. Okay, so doing first article inspection to verify their own capability at the factory and then following up with routine inspections for each order to make sure that the production runs are consistent between orders. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, your second point here is about periodically reviewing the product. And I think you're talking mostly about components and materials here. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, right. So like I was just talking before about the potential for, for suppliers to switch out electronic components like PCBs, etc. So what, what you can do, you wouldn't do it on every shipment, but let's say at time intervals, maybe every six months or maybe every every fifth or however often um, you see fit to review the product and the components against the approved bomb. So that's the, the bill of materials. Um, the bill of materials is a document that outlines all of the approved components and you can do a component verification to ensure that the components being used in mass production are still those that were approved. This is something that a lot of the bigger brand name companies do as a matter of routine. They have to do that. And yeah, this is, is a good way to ensure that the components are the correct ones being used. This is especially important when we're talking about electronics or when the product gets complicated and different components come from different suppliers and transparency is a little bit lower. Verifying the bill of materials and verifying component data records sort of brings it together and adds assurance that the parts are the ones that the buyer expects to be there and the ones that are sort of up to their standards. Is that right? Yes, that's that's exactly right. Okay. Your last point here, I think, is maybe one of the most important. It's giving clear feedback. So how can buyers give clear feedback to suppliers to ensure mass production will meet expectations over the long term? Yeah, right. So I suppose uh, one of the, the main ways to ensure continued consistent product quality over time is to continually give feedback on the orders. If you notice small changes or defects that they may not be a big problem now, but you'd like them fixed. You need to give clear feedback to the supplier so that they are aware of those issues. Because like we mentioned earlier, if nothing is mentioned, then nothing will be done. So yeah, giving clear feedback is a good way to ensure that the manufacturer knows to maintain the quality or to 
to fix certain issues. If there are things that are absolutely not uh, acceptable, that needs to be made known. And even going so far as to say that if that issue was in the next shipment, then that shipment would be rejected. Okay, absolutely. I want to thank my guest, Oliver Knack, for joining me today to talk a little bit about quality fade, some quality discrepancy between orders. So thank you, Oliver. Yeah, no worries, John. And I wanted to thank our listeners, as always, for tuning in. Remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, become a fan, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got some videos there, including some expert interviews and some on-site inspections. And finally, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.